Spoiler alert, a weekly talk radio show for TV and Meowzy lovers. Wow. I'm your lady host, Sonia Stanger, and I'm joined as always by two of the coolest cats I know, Sean Dunham and Jeremy Leguie. How goes it, boys? Wow. Hello. Oh. Hello to you, too. Listeners, as is probably more apparent with every episode, and from Jared's extremely good joke just now, I am a crazy cat lady, and proudly so. Wow. In fact, today marks eight years that I've been cohabitating with a sassy, sweet little gremlin of a tuxedo cat named Vivian Whiskers. Mm. She's been in my life longer than any romantic partner I've had. She mm-hmm. makes me so happy. And she might honestly be my best friend. And Ooh. I don't know if that's sad or not, but to me it's nice. We should have her as a guest on the pod. <laughs> well, well, we yeah. kind of are today. Um, because in honor of sweet baby Viv, today's show is all about our free feline friends. Cats. And normally when we record from home, as we are today... Um, I would keep baby Viv uh, locked up in the bedroom because she's prone to noisy bouts of mischief. Mm. But since today's in her honor, I, I thought that couldn't possibly be right. So We have to let hear, it ride. We got to let it ride. So you'll probably hear some some little scuffling about, Sk- maybe some meowing. And that's, mm. uh, that's Viv appearing on the pod. Amazing. It's her day. It's her day. She can collect um, royalties for her episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And she would too, mercenary little bugger. Um, <laughs> as always, a spoiler alert is in full effect, so be warned. You just might find out that Mike Myers in a cat costume and a tall hat is a better babysitter than he seems at first. Wow. <laughs> so guys, let's get into it. Um, what is your relationship to cats in general? Um, I have lived as, you know, in my 20s, I lived with a thousand people and (laughs) 2000 cats. Everyone has (laughs) all of them. And I've, it's been run the gamut. I've had nice little kitties that like to just like sit on your chest or like clean your hair. Um, and I've had ones that try to kill you, try to trip you, (laughs) try to trip you on the stairs or bring you uh half alive mice struggling for their life and they just bring them into you and put it on your lap now you have to deal with it well so, which means that they love you that's what that means well, i know fun. but i know they think that i'm a bad hunter and they're yeah trying that's to, and okay, they're trying I to help me that before it's disgusting <laughs> and how dare they think i'm a bad hunter <laughs> well they never <laughs> see you they never see you with a half dead mouse so. no you're right <laughs> Oh, God, it, that. it's very traumatic to have to deal with that, <laughs> gotta say. It really is. Or a bird is maybe even worse. Oh, bird. Oof. Yeah. yeah. So that's been my experience. I don't current. I don't live with a cat. If I, like, I don't own animals, uh, but I would live with cats again hmm. in the future. Okay. But, that's- but I flip flop actually because as I said that I just looked at my nice furniture and I was like, oh no no no. Yeah, that is a tough a tough part of it. Thankfully, um, they've got that all out of her system with my old couch, my ugly couch, and now I have a nicer mm-hmm. couch, and she's learned. 
She, so, she, cool. she respects the new couch. She probably just heard me say that, and now that, that will end. <laughs> um, but, Sean, I'm happy to hear you say that because uh, having seen the relationship that you have with a particular cat in our lives, um, mm. friend of the show, Clementine. <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought your I thought your appraisal might be a little more negative because she does love to attack you for no reason. Um, and Clementine is so beautiful. She is a sentient feather duster, big blue eyes. <laughs> She's so cute. Sweet little face. And then you look away for a second and oh you never do it again. Because she <laughs> will cut you. She'll slice She'll it right open. You. Although hilariously, like I've never seen her go after anyone the way she does with you, so I, you yeah. must be special. Well, um, she, she senses that I, she thinks I'm a mouse. Your fear. Yeah. <laughs> Jer, Jer, what about you? Um, so first, well, first and foremost, I'm just gonna say as a blanket statement that I am a fan of pets, and I generally get along with most pets. Mm. Be it canine, feline, lizard, beta fish, fish what have you. Yes. Yeah, no, uh, all all are all are friends to me. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to lay that down. I I definitely well I have never owned a cat myself, and that has never been part of our family, which we'll talk about more. Uh, but mother-in-law of the show has had many cats while I have been around. Uh, sometimes a few particular cats. And sometimes dozens of cats in a barn, uh, which are all pretty cool. Dozens. And all those guys. You know, what, oh, so many. Sean. Well, farm, uh, yeah, farm cat life is a whole other. An, an uncountable number of, of numerous cats, maybe referred to better as a mob. or. A, I feel like it would be a, quite a alarming to see this avalanche of cats roll out of a barn. Uh, well, well it's, it's kind of fun because they all start off real little. Mm. And you're the one with the cat food, so they're excited to see you <laughs> as you, like, mm. slop it onto the, the ground. Um, and then they do grow up, and they are still excited, and they're still, like, coming in to get their chow. But they're they're kind of cooler about it. They're a little slow. They're just sort of, like, sauntering in. Not unlike the cows themselves. Um, oh. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> uh, cats, cats of note uh, that I've got to interact with, all of which belong to mother-in-law of the show. Uh, one, uh, was Larry, uh, who was kind of an older dude. Uh, Larry did have to get an eye removed and, uh, Larry was quite fond of me, uh, because he had some ailments. Cause he couldn't see you. (laughs) I would also just sort of like pet Larry without looking. And I think every once in a while he was going for, he would like move his head real quick and my like finger would hit his eye hole oh and i think that's what he was looking for like he was looking for a good scratch out oh, of the yeah. eye hole you know like, he was, like getting in there and you're oh. like you'd just be like oh like oh yeah. anyway not larry uh, tricking you into sticking uh, a finger in his eye hole that's uh, that is one of the most cat things that's that's true. it's true um current cats uh, that i get to interact with on a weekly basis is missy and shadow Mm. Uh, Missy is Shadow sort of is such like, a classic pet name. Oh, Honestly, 100%. Both, both <laughs> for real. Oh, yeah. Missy is essentially fur, and I don't think that there's actually a body in there. Mm. Like I, I, I like like I've picked the cat up. It's weightless. There's no there's no cat there. Mm. Yet uh, the fur sort of lives and operates. Uh, Shadow believes she is a dog. Oh and yes. Well, she's have, named like a dog. 
I have only ever seen Shadow in a single chair sleeping. And she'll just like wake up when I come over to pet her. And then, and like this cat occupies a human chair 100% of the time. Like it's, it's, a chair has been removed from the house essentially. Yeah. Um, Shadow's like a new addition. Like I think we're like three, Shadow's an older cat, but like three weeks into uh, hanging. So she's new. Um, But definitely without question is a dog. Easily a dog. Uh, When, when I go up to Shadow and Shadow's excited to see me in her chair, she wags her tail and then rolls onto her back so I can pet her belly. Yeah, hmm. that's that's dog. That's dog. That's dog that, that, behavior. That's Wags yeah. That's a, that's a cat that thinks it's a dog. Uh, my yeah. God. Um, certain, well, yeah. I, I'm not anti-cat, but my immediate family members are. Mm. So anti-cat I, or allergic? Uh, both. Mm. <laughs> so, I guess the one often leads to the other. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I have one family member who's actually afraid of cats. Like, mm. actually, like, does not want to interact with them and will avoid them at all costs. Oh, my goodness. So, child of the show would love to go to sleep at night in a pile of cats. Ew. <laughs> Same. 100%. Yeah. I do, think it's, I do think it's funny, the concept of uh, when there's a chair, a piece of furniture that is not usable because it's the cat's chair. And, like, yeah, Ben and Eric like I've sat in that yellow chair and I feel like everyone, the entire family was rattled because it's like, no one's that's Clementine's chair. Yeah. Well, I, I just love, like, I feel like it's especially true with cats. Those like sort of household eccentric eccentricities that people within the household just take as so normal. And then you say them to someone else. It's like, mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, we can't open the bathroom door between four and 7 PM because that's when, you know, Missy loves to drink the toilet water. So right. and they're just like rules. And, and that's just what you do because you love them and they are tiny dictators in your house. Yes. Uh, and it's it's crazy. May I, may I ask a question of the group? You oh, may. please. Uh, this, this may paint me as a villain tonight. <gasps> okay. And I am sorry about this. Uh, there are some rules about moving cats. Uh, and I do not know what they are specifically but i do not abide by said rules and don't understand why other people do like mm. i've heard people oh. like oh i i can't get up because the cat's on me uh, and i will effort effortlessly just brush that cat aside to get up and do the thing i need to do okay. yeah this listen i won't go so far as to say villain mm-hmm. i will say it makes me question Everything. How much I can fully trust you yeah. and and love you? No, um, I think honestly, to me, I'm like this is kind of the same as like crying at movies a little bit. It's just your ability mm. to overcome the emotional hurdles before you. Well, what, what what's the what's the what is the holdup? Well, just why are we why are we doing this? Well, just that it's so beautiful and special and magical to have a cat sit on you. They and, don't they don't yeah. interact with you that often. Yeah, like that's part of it is that it's it's on their terms always. Like I would say Viv is like medium cuddly. Like she's pretty cuddly, but it's not when I want it to be. It's when she wants it to be. And so when that does happen, I'm like, well. God I'm help you if you have a full bladder. Yeah. You've got to exactly. sit there. And You're it does. sit there and I, get I an infection. God, 
Like she has a psychic ability to know what I'm thinking to myself. Like, okay, I'm going to, you know, watch two more minutes of this and then stand up and then she will arrive. Um, mm. But yeah, it just is one of those laws, Jer, that it's, it just is, you know, maybe it's some ancient thing that we've inherited from our ancient ancestors who worshipped cats. Mm. Um, maybe it's a toxicoplasmosis. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't oh know how I feel about it. Well, that's fair. You you don't have to abide by it, but I, I know there are. Some but just know that we're upset by that. Just know that cats are plotting against you. Yeah, <laughs> and actually, honestly, your refusal to play along with them in a perverse way may attract cats to you more because it is kind of that whole reverse psychology principle of a cat will often be more likely to interact with someone who doesn't want to or is allergic to them um so i'd be interested in doing some science around this now you have the respect Uh, because they're like yeah he's he's not willing to bow under under us well and i will say that like if a cat comes and hangs out i am not just like oh it's time for you to go immediately but like, if I have to pee and there's a cat on me, there is no quite like oh, Jeremy's no one peeing. is holding their bladder. Mm. I am just moving the cat to get to my objective, regardless of uh, wow. cat comforts. You're like the Terminator. Yeah, Apparently. you're just no unfeeling. One of God's strongest soldiers, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, so okay. because this is one of the arbitrary binaries that our society presents us with. Mm. Um, yep. Cats or dogs? Are you a cat or a dog person? And what kinds of things make someone a cat or a dog person in your estimation? Hmm. I think of the binary, I would probably be a cat people. Um, just because I feel as if they are uh more of the introverts, a little more a little more neurotic, perhaps. This maybe is just unfair but when i'm thinking of dog people they're very they're social they're outgoing they're taking four walks a day or whatever it takes to appease these animals um and uh yeah that's i don't know that's how i'm sorting the people in my brain yeah i feel that jer and i'm lazy Uh, i can't be doing this i can't be taking care of dogs like that (laughs) uh you get the wrong dog sean that's the issue uh to no one's surprise firmly in the dog uh camp uh both uh emotionally and uh scientifically with regards to human evolution and domestication of said things you old Um, dog you know there uh i do think how do i i in my brain dichotomy there are sort of like two branches of like how pets form where they're at because you know, I've interacted with plenty of people who have a cat or a dog or whatever, and they're just like a pet and not like a family member. And then I've interacted with lots of people who have animals that are very clearly family members and like are part of the inner circle. Uh, many people on farms have like inside animals and outside animals, yeah. and yes. they different. Like they, they're very yeah, different wholly, people. They wholly are. different. Um, so I, I think the real binary that we actually have to expose is like pet people and non-pet people. Mm. I think that's probably actually a more telling situation because there are, there are people who are like very opposed to pets and that's like a whole other sort of like ball of wax. 
Yeah. Uh, I do feel like uh, I am pretty sure I read a thing once that uh, cats can't feel love the way humans uh, feel it. It's not. It's not the same thing. And Sonny dogs is so very, mad. <laughs> very, I'm not very mad. much do. I, I'm not mad. I just deeply question. Science? The scientific validity behind <laughs> those kinds of assessments. They and ask we need the to cat really to say, drill down at our operationalization of the definitions because, like, they, how, first of all, how do we know? And second of all, um, what are we measuring? Anyway, go on. They gave the cat sure a note sure. and asked, they said, do you love yeah. me? Yes, yeah. no. They use those little buttons. And then the cat yeah. <laughs> just, like, pooped on the paper and then that's Treat. what <laughs> They're pretty sure they can tell, and from what I recall, I might misremember this, uh, obviously humans love both, and that's genuine and not a thing that's to be trifled with, and that's a very <laughs> easy sort of, like, line to have. Uh, but apparently, dogs are more like young children, and I think that they said uh, cats are more like business mates who earn your respect. <laughs> Like you know, like that's yeah. the that's the analogy. I think I think that's a telling analogy and tells us a lot about like kind of how we conceive of the two species. I think that honestly is some human projection and it may be. When may we be. get to a place where science is no longer measuring animal intelligence um by human metrics and and having this weird belief that we're the like apex species then maybe we could have a conversation about how we're measuring cat love. Until then, I will remain skeptical. Um, and listen, maybe that, and that, I'll admit, I'll admit, it's because I want to believe that my cat loves me. <laughs> measuring really cat do, love. I we can do be, we can be so. honest about all biases on the show. That's fine. She, I think as long as we approach it from an open space, it's When fine. I am crying, she will run from the other room to come and bite me. And oh. I, and <laughs> I thought you were going to say believe, comfort you. <laughs> well, I believe it's her, like... Like, it's, it is kind of the way a mama cat would, like, respond to a kitten in a way. Um, anyway, I reject the binary, <laughs> even though I set it up as one. I love both cats and dogs. Um, but I do think that you don't want to overgeneralize with this, but sometimes when people strongly prefer dogs over cats, that tells you something about how they feel about other people's boundaries. Because... Oh. A dog will just love you right away, come right to you. They're kind of driven by that obedience. But someone who is not willing to understand and respect a cat's boundaries and meet them where they're at that way may also, in my experience, be less likely to do that for you. You know they're not going to put in the work for you. They're not going to put in the work and they're going to expect a certain... A certain response rather than what your kind of innate response is. But that's... Oh, my God. That's a whole theory. Drag these dog people up and down. <laughs> dog walk these people. <laughs> but listen, I do have deep respect for dog people because, as you said, Sean, part of the reason I only have a cat is that I'm lazy. And when it's minus 30, it's so nice to just be like, oh, look, Viv, it's cold outside. You don't want to go out on the balcony today. Enjoy pooping in your box. Um, so there's that. A quick question before we get into movies and TV, which is mm-hmm. the subject of the show. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Why do you guys think the internet loves cats so much? I would argue that they are like, the I, that maybe most content on the internet is about cats, if we were to measure that. May I, 
May I present my findings uh, from the brief research I've done? Uh, I I did not do a lot of research, but this is the this is my vibe, mm. and I'm not and I'm not sure if it's right, but I'm going to go for it. I think that there are. I'm going to just lump everyone together into animal lovers, mm-hmm. and I am going to go out on a limb, and say that most dog people like dogs a lot, but in a wide way. In which they may mm. care for their animal quite a bit, and they may highlight particular things of that animal and do all of that stuff, but they have a wide love for that animal. Whereas people who are into cats have a deep <laughs> and <laughs> pushing love for cats. Mm. And like, there is no one sharing a funny dog story unless it's crazy. Mm. And and like there are people in my lives who whenever I see them, I will hear about the cats that week, <laughs> regardless of are, the, are if they the doing thing that happened was cool. Are they getting up to much more than the week before? No, no, no. no. <clears throat> they, like, but it is just like there are cat people who are so in, and like it is like such a highlight for them to share what their cats were up to this week. And like any cat video is a good video, <laughs> and the fact that they can use the internet to connect with each other well, as just like an atom bomb that's... fused and fissioned into. I what think we we've have. recruited that... as well as as the part of it. Oh, certainly. That's yeah. what I would say is that cat people inhabit the internet, and so like <laughs> they, that's where they are. Uh, <laughs> they are sharing the cat. They're sharing cat faces. Cat faces are very memeable. Mm. they're weirdly expressive um or maybe unexpressive it's a way like i feel like people are always like it me and it's just a cat being like um so that (laughs) not that there's not what you just said it me (laughs) it me (laughs) not that there's not a fair share of of uh it me dog things too but you know, the cats playing the piano, the cats are doing the, the cats are all over the internet. And I think it's because mm-hmm. the cat people love yeah. the internet. I think mm. you're right. And like, I mean, yeah, it's not to say like the heckin' doggo of it all. Very heckin' doggo. Peak millennial cringe and all <laughs> that um, is out there and strong. And listen, like I said, both. I can be both. That Twitter account, rate this dog or whatever. Really good stuff. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Great content um, up there. Really good. Endless well. But yeah, cats, like, I do think that there is just this hilarious, like, they're at this hilarious intersection of so serious and dignified and, like, think they're above you and the silliest little buggers, like, just up to mischief. <laughs> like, you know, they, you've said the word bugger twice today, and I, yeah. something about ca- it's bringing it out. This cat's it bringing it out of you. Little bugger. Something a cat person would say for sure, Sanj. Yeah, it's cat, my mom. It sounds person. like my mom, who is also a cat person. Mm-hmm. I actually but, don't know anyone more obsessed with their cats than my mother, but. But oh. there are people who are in, like, they are cat people, and I don't say that in a bad way. Furries. And like, <laughs> any any interaction that they have with you if there's a if there's a moment of silence or if you say something that rhymes with cat they're gonna tell you what happened that week and so many words rhyme with cat oh. 
Yeah. <laughs> and I'm here for it, honestly. <laughs> it's a whole it's a whole system that they've set up to share these stories about these whole things. Um, <laughs> they've built honestly, this system. <laughs> they they have. They absolutely they re- have. they have. That's the thing. Like cats actually aren't fully domesticated. Um No. But okay, we do need to at least sl- briefly touch on media. <laughs> in the first half of the show. Um, I don't think we have to. So are there any tropes or symbols associated with cats in media that stand out to you? I think cats have an evil vibe. Mm. Yep. Um, you know, the Siamese cat of it all, the lady in the tramp. Um, <laughs> you know, they've got more stuff going on, but... Um, yeah. <laughs> or like the pet cemetery cat. I don't know. They're. I feel like they're very familiars of like villains, like a Bond villain or a witch or whatever. They're mm-hmm. always hanging around. Those yeah. There, there, there is a lot of pre-media cat baggage uh, that does come with the territory. And like Sean, a lot of the things you touched on, like witches and other stories that like have you know the black cat or like the the bad luck of crossing a black cat and like all these sorts of things are sort of visual metaphors that were probably really easy to just pull into whatever sort of thing we were hoping to hoping to do. Uh, We have, as we kind of talked about hit a point where it also means other internet things (laughs) like (laughs) other random, what's the, the meme of the cat playing the piano called? Does anyone know? Nyan. Keyboard cat, I think. <laughs> yeah, there's also you know there's Nyan cat. There's lots of I stuff. I think it's keyboard cat. Yeah, um, but there are like now shorthands like that that also have power. Yeah, and like they have. Power. I'm sure they do. They, they do. They there do. is like a probably a lot of Egyptian baggage that I'm also not. It's not baggage, but Egyptian folklore, maybe. Uh, <laughs> That I'm not familiar with, but that definitely gets, like, called to a lot mm. in visual things. Especially in, like, things that people probably just, like, want to make look Egyptian. Um, yeah, and then, like Sean cat. said, you know, if it's scary, there's a cat there. And the cat's watching you. Or the cat shows you deja vu. Or, or... the cat's doing the lame jump scare, too. Yeah. yeah. With that one, that one sound effect <laughs> that's echoed through the ages. Yeah. yeah. Yep. The Wilhelm um, of cats. We should have inserted fact, that. That it's, cat's name was Wilhelm. It's very Wilhelm scream for cats. It is. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and like, I think there's something to that because, like, I swear cats are sort of one foot in the spirit realm. Like, there are, there are so many times where I'm like, girl, what are you staring at? Like, is there a ghost in this room oh. right now? What can you see? Why are you avidly looking in this one corner? Um, or, so I think that for sure. My friend um, Allie, Allie King was just moving. She had nothing in her apartment. She had a sleeping bag on the ground and two cats, and she couldn't find them anywhere. Yeah. What do you? What's going on? They're liquid. They can Explain that so well. Um, they're they're in the cupboard. They're yeah, they're in the walls somehow. Um, they love a, a little spot. Uh, also, oh. I would say curiosity, and then also the kind of like gracefulness thing, which I would say connects to like a sexiness sensuality thing in a complicated way like okay. i was thinking about Catwoman. you you might have you might have put that i mean maybe but you also might have put your own no but i'm i don't find 
listen, there are some ca- characters who are cats <laughs> who I have expressed attraction to before. Yeah. But of course, I don't we're think, hu- we're I don't only think human. it's a coincidence that sexy cat is the go to <laughs> sexy Halloween costume. For right, but I'm, what I'm saying is that I think we I think we built that with our with our whole our all of our binaries and we named because, the outfit cat suit. It's, it's true. sexy. Yeah, it's named after it. Yeah, but we did it to ourselves. I think. Well, but we same did with build all, our... all tropes. That's true, but that's the question. That... <laughs> <laughs> but that doesn't. But that, that doesn't mean that they're in the spirit realm. Is what I'm saying. Oh, sure, that's sure. What, sure. No, that was a separate thought from the. Spirit I know. Okay. Realm. Um, but with that, it's time for us to take a break, go knock some stuff off tables, and hear a word from our sponsors. We'll be right back with more spoiler alert here on 91.3 FM CJTR Regina Community Radio. Tuned into the community. Welcome back to Spoiler Alert. We are going to get back to talking about cats on film in just a minute. But first, um, we're going to play a little game lovingly called The Game. It's game time, people. Whoa! <laughs> Oh, <laughs> O'Malley. <laughs> O'Malley in the room. For those who don't know, or if you're just tuning in, the game is where I spend is like five minutes this week looking for a title related to our topic that these two have hopefully not seen. I tell them the title, they tell me what they think it's about, I tell them what it's really about, and we all have a great time. Guys, are you ready to play the game? I'm ready. Yeah. Uh, this week's title is The Cat from Outer Space. That title again. The cat from outer space. The cat from outer cat space. From outer space. Um, Sean, you want to go? Sure. I believe that this is sort of a answer to the Russian, to Leica, the Russian, the the sad story of the Russian dog uh, astronaut. Um. So cosmonaut. in this cosmonaut. I knew. I was like, I, I was gonna make a joke about you correcting Listen. it, but. You update Leica's LinkedIn then, I guess. And, uh, but uh, this is about a cat that has to do the same job, unfortunately. Um, and so she goes up and everyone is kind of like, they lose transmission. They're like, oh no, we can't see what she's doing. And they all kind of give up hope on her. And then all of a sudden, the ship lands itself. It comes back somehow, several days later. And everyone's like, oh, my God, how did that happen? And then she struts out and she seemingly finds she's going undergoes a lot of medical tests. And they're like, wow, it's a miracle. And then she has maybe some special powers. Maybe she can, like, move things with her big, imploring cat eyes. And everyone's like, there's no way she's doing that. And then they're like, she has alien powers. Something changed in her when she went up there. And now she has yeah now she can use these skills i don't know what she uses them for i think she probably helps uh you know win some sort of russian rocket uh chase to the moon or something i don't know wow that's what i think is happening there wow sean thank you thank you so much that sounds actually really fun before she Uh, retires and just goes home with a lowly person that works at nasa and their uh impish like young child (laughs) And then they take them home. Gotta be ippish. Gotta be. Yeah. Wow. Thank you, Sean. I, I think I would actually like to, to partake of that. 
Um, Sanj, Sanj, uh, what do you think the cat from outer space is all about? Okay, I think there are some similar vibes in my version of the cat from outer space. Um, I think this is about a young family uh, who has just moved to a new town and their preteen daughter is having a rough time. She's really mad that she's been uprooted and had to move and leave behind all her friends. Mm -hmm. And then one day she's like sitting in the backyard in a huff and this little adorable kitten Mm. comes out from behind a bush and she's like, oh, mom, can we keep it? And it's this whole thing of like, we're going to try and find if the cat has an owner and then maybe we can talk about it if, you know, you can prove you're responsible enough. And so mm-hmm. it's really bringing the family together, having this cute little cat in the house. And then one day the girl wakes up in the middle of the night and the cat is on her computer, having hacked oh. her computer, chatting oh. with the, the cat's home planet. Because the Whoa. cat It chats with the planet? Space. <laughs> oh my God. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The cat's from outer space. And the cat's here on a mission, actually a positive mission, to try and figure out why humans are always causing so many problems for ourselves, why we have so much conflict, like why we're not making do with the planet we've been given. Mm. So the cat's here to study. And so it's this whole then like kind of slapstick comedy of the girl trying to help the cat on her mission and keep the parents from finding out as like increasingly crazy things keep happening like i think um a like satellite comes down that's been sent by the cat's home planet with like supplies to do the experiments and they have to pretend that that's just like such a mystery um and all Mm. kinds of things like that and then i think at the end it's very touching because the cat does have to go back to her home planet and say goodbye to the girl um and it's like very sad and they have that that goodbye moment and then like as she she blasts back off into space, another little cat walks into the yard. That's an wow. actual Earth cat this time. And then the, she and the girl live happily ever after. Oh wow! Oh, uh, wow. Okay, thank you both for your uh, your pitches about what this movie's about. Uh, you're both wrong, uh, and I f- I feel like because of the title, Sanj, I can't give you any points, but <sighs> you're creeping pretty close to the whole thing. What's going uh, all on? you really have to switch Why is she doing Sanj, this to me? For Sanj's uh, thing to really come together is that it's not a small girl, but in fact a 50-year-old man who works for the government. And uh, the cat is not a secret mission. The cat crash-landed mm. there. Um, but uh, The Cat from Outer Space is a 1978 American science fiction comedy film. Uh, it stars Ken Berry, of who I have no idea. Mm. Um, this is kind of like, it's a Walt Disney, like, sort of maybe uh, Freaky Friday-esque style mm. thing kind of made. I guess it was made, like, later than Tron, which is kind of blowing my mind right now. No, 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 no. Similar it's themes. Made, like, well before, well before Tron. <laughs> um, but yeah, right in that Freaky Friday sort of zone. Uh basically just sort of sets the setup of a ufo crashes uh off comes a cat like alien named zunar j five of nine dork <laughs> four seven sounds like a grimes baby <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and uh yeah and our hero frank nicknames the cat jake and mm. they kind of ha- realizes that to fix a spaceship they need a bunch of uh gold 
And so they do different things to try and help get him gold. And the government's sort of on him. And there's some spies and all that sort of stuff. Uh, it's kind of like a bunch of like funny little bits put together. And that sort of forms the adventure. Hmm. And then, of course, spoiler alert, uh, the cat decides to stay in the end because he falls in love with um, Frank uh, and just becomes a regular cat and opts to stay on Earth. The cat falls pet. in love with Frank? Yeah, you know, like like in the way a cat can't do. Hmm. <laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs> uh, anyway, it does look pretty fun. Maybe like a fun thing to watch with a child of the show or perhaps your home. Uh, hmm. Definitely check out the cat from outer space uh it is on disney plus disney plus is it actually looks pretty fun okay yeah you guys the game is brought to you by the cjtr membership drive which is on now until saturday march 9th be a friend of (laughs) be a friend of community radio by buying a new membership or renewing your current membership today As a CJTR member, you'll receive benefits like programmer bidding rights, the ability to join our board, exclusive giveaways, and of course, more. (gasps) (laughs) Memberships start at only $30 a year with special two, three, and five year discounted rates. During the 2024 drive, members will receive special discounts at a variety of events running during the month long drive. So please check out cjtr.ca to learn more about the events happening and how you can register and purchase your membership online today. You can also call CJTR at 306-525-7274 to learn more about becoming a CJTR member like we are. Yeah. yeah. Be like us. Be, be like <laughs> us. And then when you get mad at us enough about the things we say on our show, you can have your own show. You can clap back. Refute. We could be yeah. rivals. Yeah. Wouldn't you could call it like, you could call it like spoiler alert check. You can just be like, here's all the wrong things Jeremy said this week. Uh, Jeremy, cats do, in fact, give, not, don't not give people feel these loved. ideas. <laughs> no, because they're fact-checking you, Jer. So they're, they'd be like, obviously, science is far behind. And, in fact, cats probably do feel love. We're just trying to measure it by human standard. That's, but that's literally the... That was <laughs> you guys, literally we cannot get said. back into this. That was, that was, the, that <laughs> was the thing. Joke's that on was, you. I'm yeah. spoiler alert check, and I already have a show. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> um, but let's get back into talking about cats on film. Um, we can talk about some of our favorites at the end, but I think let's just get into what we watched this week to make sure we have lots mm-hmm. of time. Um, mm-hmm. And in yeah. fact, I think let's start with Jer. Let's let's hear Jared tell us about Jeremy, what he please. watched this week, which we really uh, want to hear. Jeremy, please. Uh, uh, it it happened. We had to do it for the show. The mm-hmm. time came. Uh, I had to live through it. I had to watch it. I had to take it all in. Mm-hmm. I'm still upset, confused, Same. concerned, worried. Frankly, I'm in dismay. Speak its name. Uh, Say its name. Say its name. I I watched 2019's Cats this week from start to finish. Yes, yes, yes. And. (laughs) (laughs) Man, Jellicle cats for Jellicle chairs. (laughs) You you guys. You guys. Uh, Yes, Jeremy. What is this about? It's actually so easy to explain, okay? (laughs) Okay. 
Is it about class? Is it about struggle? Is it about belonging? Is yes. it about yes and yes? <laughs> is it though? Jared, what I would I'm so excited that you asked this question because famously Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber once said to a mm-hmm. friend of his and producer who was asking him this very same question. He was like, "Is it uh, like this big metaphor and, you know, Grisabella is Queen Victoria and um, Benjamin Disraeli's mm-hmm. in there. And he famously said, it's about cats, Hal. And mm-hmm. so I'm saying okay. to you, it's about cats, Jer, and that's truly it. Okay, so, so but but that further actually just hurts my, my soul mm. in terms of what we've done here. And I do think it's good to know the boundaries of the human imagination. <laughs> And it's I a human think spirit. We, I think we I think we did it. I think we got there. You know what I mean? And so there are two no, there are a ton of things I'd like to talk about, but we're gonna just start at the top of the list. This, yeah, with okay. sort of gripes we can get through quickly. Okay. I cannot believe the scale approach they took with these cats. It changes wildly throughout the whole film. And I do not get how big they're supposed to be. I don't you know, understand. In some ways, this movie, of all the movies we watched this week, is probably the least about cats. <laughs> it's like very, <laughs> ob- very obviously not cats, any of these creatures. Maybe. Because sometimes they're the size of, yeah, like a banana. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes they're just the size of normal people. You don't know where you're at. Yeah. I don't I don't I don't know what's going on at all. And I think uh, I think something that's important for us to know and for the listener to know is that um, I think it's Universal it had the rights to Cats for quite a long time because there was a like pro shot of the stage musical in the '90s, and the stage musical, I think maybe the most like uh, popular musical of all time. It's stage. it's yeah. up there. It's up there. It's um, a Phantom of the Opera. It's Cats. It's it's they're close. And so Universal like held on to these rights in the kind of like boom and bust of movie musical theater adaptations and then the greatest showman made half a billion dollars and they said let's get us some of that pull the trigger some oscars for the for a bonus and then uh les mis which tom hooper who directed cats um was a huge loss and so in the wake of that they drastically cut the the post-production budget the animation budget so that on cats so that i think accounts for a lot of the most egregious uh visual gripes is that um this movie was made by a group of desperate people trying to do the work of far more people in a very short amount of time because well, but you honestly, still, you still have had to make some decisions about the cats. Yeah. And I think that that's a very stage move. Yeah. Right. Like they're saying like these here is the we're going with the human nose painted the cat color. And that is the cat nose that we're going to use. Yeah. Like that is a decision they make. And I, it's just confusing. It would have been actually so much better if it was just straight up we're wearing a cat costume you can see yeah. the seams um we're doing it in a black box or whatever i would have yeah. been i would have been into that i would have been yeah. quite I, I well, like, agree, like the stage musical where andrew lloyd webber was like well it's the it's the 80s so lycra 
and like I'm on a lot of cocaine. So. Oh, he is behind a cloud, a white cloud of so cocaine. They're like, yeah, just like a fever dream iteration of a cat, which is far better than this sort of realism but not realism dance that Tom Hooper tries to do. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny but because I... as a musical too, it is sort of the biggest waste of resources because you to be in the show you have like the music is extremely hard to learn Mm -hmm. the dancing is extremely hard the these people are put through their dang paces and then it's kind of like and for and for what (laughs) and where are we at yeah um but i do the whole time the whole time i am just watching this kind of wondering what's going on and, uh, you know, I'm I'm confused. And the the guy in me who is trained to do this is like, am I supposed to feel confused? Am I supposed to feel, you know, like these things? And sometimes yes, sometimes no. But the, the thing that wrecks it, like the thing that they did that actually I think really hurts it is that by casting all of these really famous people, it just takes that extra 20% of your brain power away. Yeah. As you try and figure out Judy Dench's proportions. Yeah. And like... And, or and, and, the scene and, when she sticks her legs straight in the air. You're like, <laughs> do you think Judy did that? Or did yeah. she not? <laughs> like, like, what's the... Oh, did we just Photoshop grab and, and warp? Like, is that all this whole thing is? Is this Idris Elba's real body? Seemingly. You know. His but the more, I, the more I get exposed to it, the more I'm like, so he's wearing a coat. <laughs> and does that mean that that's another cat's? Well, the scene, the scene that will make us break apart, like watching, uh, you know, Cucked by a Bee sort of vibe, <laughs> is when Rebel Wilson unzips her cat suit to reveal yes. clothes. You know, yeah. where, what can you do with that? You, it'll, it, your brain explodes. The snake eats itself. <laughs> Yeah. It's true. It's true. Well, and that's kind of what I meant by the like realism, not realism thing, mm-hmm. which is that the stage musical, I think quite decidedly is like, listen, we're not we're not trying to do verisimilitude here. This is whimsy, pure and simple. And also there is no plot and that is firmly held and clear. Sonia, mm-hmm. the plot is they're all trying to ascend to the heavy side layer. I but don't like, know what you mean. <laughs> even in the stage in the stage musical, yes, but like it's not even as much of a like plot point in the same way as it is here because Tom Hooper, I think, was like, we need to make this into a, a plot that people can follow. But trying to impose that on this kaleidoscope of, of madness, yeah. I think, goes very awry. And it creates this kind of clash between that, the like, chaotic whimsy and the like trying to fit uh, fit this into a like hollywood movie structure but is this like how different is this from the show pretty different like what 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 could what is different the, the well, songs like, are in but... a different order um the, oh my god the characters <laughs> like mccavity is not a villain in the musical in the same way who like is up to an evil plot to try and like be the one to get to the heavy side layer. Um, mm-hmm. Most of the cats sing about themselves, uh, sing about each other in the stage musical, whereas they sing about themselves in this version. I think there's less dancing in this, or like less mm-hmm. interesting dancing. 
Um, I think those are the main ones, Sean. Today. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. It basically they all like in the similar ways. I guess they kind of they each introduce themselves. They're like, this is a little song about me, and we're on our way to the ball. That's like literally the plot of the stage musical. Yeah. So uh, anything yeah. else so the that stakes, is like, like the that that idea no stakes, of like yeah. the villain and the stakes and everything that's imposed on it. Mm. Well, it certainly didn't help, no. and I don't know if. I don't know if removing it would or not. Uh, I did have to like look into development of it, and that led me to the whole T.S. Eliot of it all, yeah. which actually was more confusing than not. And like, I just don't understand. So to very briefly explain for the listeners, the I don't, I don't the, know if we want to do the that. stage musical is based on a book of poems that. The, that modernist poet, possibly one of the best English language poets of all time, T.S. Eliot, wrote for his kids. Um, that also I wonder if drugs were involved in, but the internet's very inconclusive. So. That Andrew Lloyd <laughs> Webber was read as a child, and he had this idea that he was going to turn it into a play. Uh, T.S. Well, Eliot I mean, had no good. idea what was coming. T.S. Eliot was no. already dead by the time it happened, but I do kind of think he would like it. Um, I do have to say that, like, I know the names of these characters have become cemented into a thing. Like, it's it's now it's their own. It's thing. a part of history, of course. Yeah, yeah and like you can say rum tum rum tum tugger, and that means so much stuff. Well, he's a curious cat. To the nonsense, it doesn't. However, this is crazy. Yeah. Like we like we have we have. We have we have scraped the dome of what may or may not be, and just watch Betty Buckley of, oh. singing memories at Tony's nineteen eighty eight or whatever, and you will get all you need from that. <laughs> yeah, musical. honestly, yeah. There, that's the other part. Is sorry, Andrew Lloyd Webber, but the music doesn't do it that much for me. Uh, Skimble Shanks' song does slap, of course. The Railway Cat. The Railway Cat, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, oh beyond that, not a lot in there for me. Um, how did you feel about the fur technology, Jerry? The digital I, fur tech. Yes. I had, I had to take it as a whole. Mm-hmm. And hmm. honestly, the thing, the thing I found most distracting aside from like figuring out who that was right like oh what actor is that sometimes it's very obvious sometimes it's not sometimes you know, like, it's there's jason some... derulo <laughs> so it's often it's jason derulo but there are people who must be from broadway in this because they're very good yeah and the thing i found most distracting was like how into it some of them were because it wasn't uniform it wasn't everyone yeah. you know and like you have people doing incredible things i can't tell if they're augmented or not because some of them look like they are and some of them don't. That's the thing is, and it's like, like, how can you trust seeing someone tap dance amazingly when it's all a jumble of computers and, like, generated images? It doesn't look yeah. like anything. Um. Anyway, yeah, there's just, there's so much, like, weirdness here that that's just sort of, like, a feather in the cap of the strangest thing you've ever seen. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, we have fur technology... I'm happy that they put effort into the fur technology. Like, how come sometimes they're on all fours and sometimes they're not? 
what's like <laughs> oh yeah that's doing? different too they he like, he tried to impose more cat stuff into it right. than is in the stage musical like all the puns and stuff that's new mm. and the four but, four-leggedness yeah anyway i do just feel like i think that that there is evidence of like indecision here yeah and i know like for the musical and like actors are really encouraged to develop their own costumes over time so that like the whole cast kind of has like a more sort of like cohesive look and economy and all of these things and then here we have a cat who has a hat and a coat and possibly the ability to kill other cats with magic or that's just how we're portraying that i don't know and then another cat who kind of just looks like a naked man most of the time yeah yeah you know like it's just a weird vibe uh they should have been furrier if you're gonna develop fur technology yeah well <laughs> like, the, it was that's part of the whole budget being slashed the fur technology yeah. did not come to fruition the way Tom yeah. was hoping and furries I do contact look, jeremy he's coming yeah. for more fur <laughs> yeah. i do look at some of the costumes from the like the musical and I do think capturing this would have been more effective, mm. right? Like, like I think just spending actual time on actual costumes for actual people who can do actual things probably would have been a better, a better bang for our buck. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um. So I guess just go watch the version from the '90s is what we're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, is there, is, yeah. Is there a '90s one? Like that's a movie or is no? It it just was, like it's a movie, them. but it, it's a filming of the stage production. Oh, okay, well, then maybe that's the way to go. Yeah, absolutely. Sean, um, what did you watch this week? Well, you might remember this, Sonia, from when we watched it at Talkies, but I watched That Darn Cat Cute. starring, do you remember this? I do. <laughs> starring Christina Ricci. Um, basically, Darn Cat, or DC as we call him, he's a mischievous little cat and he gets out onto the town and he seeks adventures. Um, and then elsewhere, a woman is kidnapped. A, a maid is kidnapped and being held for ransom and DC finds her and she p- gives him a watch that says help, but it actually says hell because she didn't finish and he run and then Christina Ricci sees this watch that says hell and immediately puts it together that a woman that was kidnapped in Boston is now in her sleepy town and <laughs> is seeking help. Um, and this town, well, first of all, the opening song is like a full ska like soundtrack, uh, which was uh, amazing. But then this town has, is this sort of weird blue velvet underbelly of small town, uh, small town vibe where like the butcher dresses us in sexy club gear by night and the <laughs> couple that owns the candy shop get all dressed in tuxes and like dance creepily in the dark um and like an old lady like prank calls like teenagers and like is pervy to them um and then um anyway obviously christina ritchie uh who is not very good in this but it's also pretty not not a very good film she's kind of an a-hole to for no reason her family's really nice everyone's in town's really nice and she's just like hates them um but it was you know, I don't even know if I suggest it, but it is what I watched this week. <laughs> we love a non-endorsement. <laughs> yeah, it's not very good, but it's kind of. It, I think it'd be fun to watch with your friends and laugh about it, like like we did yes. at Talkies. Yes, yes, yes. Um. Okay. Well, I'll do a, a quick, 
quick one minute of what I watched this week, um, which is the Studio Ghibli film from 2002, The Cat Returns. Oh my gosh. Um, which is very charming. It's 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 a short one. I feel like it's one of the more kind of like kid focused Studio Ghibli's that I've seen. Um, it's kind of a coming of age tale of this young girl Haru, um, who uh, she's she's just kind of like shy and she's always late for school and like I don't know, just you know, teenage girl <laughs> troubles. And then one day she's walking home from school with her friend and sees a cat carrying a little present go into the middle of the road and is like about to be hit by a truck and she runs and uses her lacrosse stick and flings the cat to save him and it turns uh. out that that cat is prince loon the prince of the cat kingdom and so all these oh. cats start coming and bringing her gifts so they like fill her locker with these like little boxes full of mice and like and then they show up and they're like Sorry, we're kidnapping you to the cat kingdom to come marry Prince Loon. Um, <gasps> it's impossible to do this justice in one minute. Um, the English dub, though, has the most stacked cast. Anne Hathaway plays does. Haru. Kristen Bell is her friend. Carrie Elwes is the cat, the titular cat who becomes the <laughs> hero. Peter Boyle's there. Elliot Gould, Judy Greer. It's wild. Um, but yeah, it's just really charming and good. If I had watched it when I was 12, I would indeed have, have had a crush on the titular cat. Um, <laughs> and you certainly yeah. don't now. No, absolutely not. His little top hat and vest had no effect on <laughs> me whatsoever. Also, <laughs> shout out to Tim Curry as the, uh, the wacky king cat. Um, Ooh. but that is all the time we have for this week. So oh, all thanks to Saskatoon's The Garys for the use of our theme song, Nanatuna, to my co-hosts, Sean and Jeremy, everyone at CJTR, and to you, our beloved listeners, for lending us your cat ears. The show is broadcast live Wednesdays at 6 p.m., rebroadcast Fridays at 3, and we're available as a podcast on CJTR's website and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Stick around for more great people-powered radio, and have a great week. Bye. Bye. Bye.